podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Tuesday after Manchester City travelled to London and dropped points, Crystal Palace nil, Manchester City nil in the Premier League. What this means is that Liverpool are now only four points behind Manchester City with a game in hand. That game in hand will be played tonight, no, tomorrow night, when we take on Arsenal Win that, and we are only one point behind City. From what was 12 points, now we did have a game in hand, but still 12 points is 12 points, to potentially back to one point is a hell of a turnaround. And City do appear to be sputtering ever so slightly. They're still very good. You'd still have to say they are favourites to win the league, given we have to play them at their stadium and a draw favours them, we need the win unless they slip up elsewhere, which may well happen over the remaining nine games. If we take a look at what City have left, they play Brighton at home, Burnley away, ourselves at home, Wolves away is a difficult one, Watford at home, Leeds away, Newcastle home, you'd put them three down as fairly straightforward as you would with Brighton and Burnley. But West Ham away could be very, very tricky. West Ham have beaten Chelsea and ourselves this year. So they'll give City a tough game. And then on the final day, City are home to Villa. Managed by Steven Gerrard with Phil Coutinho looking like Phil Coutinho. There's a really nice narrative to be built towards that one if it comes down to it. If Stevie could go there and take a point, it would nearly it would nearly be like he'd won the title himself. We, we should send him a send him a medal. Send him and Phil medals if they take points at the Etihad. And help us win the title. But either way, Wolves away, very difficult. You remember earlier this season, Wolves matched City at the Etihad and City needed that really dodgy penalty that didn't touch any part of Matinho's arm, hit him on the side. Uh, West Ham will be very difficult and they've got to play us. So they have three really difficult games left. Now, we have difficult games left as well, of course. There's no point in claiming otherwise. Those include... Arsenal, that's going to be a difficult game. There's no way around it. United at home should be straightforward enough. Watford at home should be straightforward. That game at City will be tough. 
Villa away will be difficult, uh, but Everton at home should be straightforward. Newcastle away, tricky considering their form. Spurs at home will be difficult enough, one to, to definitely keep your eyes on. Saints away and then Wolves at home. Our last three games is more difficult than theirs. But, but, if momentum is behind us and if we have something to hold on to, I think we've got a real chance. I really do think we've got a real chance. We get big, big plus news today. Salah back in training already. Having sat out yesterday, Salah is back in training today. Uh, the guy is not made of the same stuff as you and me. Like Luis Suarez, he is just unbreakable. Yet another reason to give him his new contract. And speaking of new contracts, I was thinking today, we obviously know, and there's been a lot of talk around Salah, there's been talk about Mane's new contract, there's been talk about what happens with Bobby, but the two that have flown under the radar are Nabi. And Ox, and Ox is at this point probably the eighth midfielder. I could see him being sold this season. And quite frankly, at the start of this season, I thought this was Naby's last season with us because despite the fact that we know how good he is, he has been a touch underwhelming since joining, in large part because of the injuries. The injuries have stopped him. Every time he's gotten a bit of a head of steam, the injuries have just slowed his progress, knocked him out for a couple of weeks, then he's to start all the way over again. The club have obviously done a very, very good job at trying to rebuild him, trying to work those injury habits out of his body. I think there's definitely been work done with the Ghanaian FA where they're not overplaying him anymore and he's not coming back from international duty, having been flogged into the ground, which was the case in the early days. And this has been Naby's best season. He had a decent first season and a decent second season. And obviously we won a European Cup and a Champions League in those seasons, so that was nice. Last season was very disappointing. He played only 10 times in the Premier League, 16 in all competitions, and he was fit for weeks and weeks and just got got no run at all. This season, he's already played 24 times. And you'd have to say, go through those 24 games. There's maybe two. Atletico Madrid away, and there's one other one that I can't think of exactly, but I know there's one other game that we came away thinking Naby wasn't great there. But other than that, he has been really good. Think back to the start of the season. He starts the team in the midfield on the left side in that Ginny Wijnaldum role, and he plays it just like Ginny, a little bit more progressive on the ball, but very controlled, very deliberate, nothing outside of the box, everything just by the book, by the numbers. And he's gone on to have some sensational performances. His performance away to Manchester United, comfortably the best performance by a Liverpool midfielder this season. Absolutely ran the show at Old Trafford. The best player on the pitch, even with Salah getting a hat-trick, Naby was the best player on the pitch until he got hurt. He 
is regularly the best of the midfielders. He was the best of the midfielders against Brighton, against Norwich, a game that didn't go particularly well for us until the changes. He was the best midfielder until Thiago came on and he went off. And it does seem like Klopp has settled in on Naby or Thiago in that left-sided role. As long as we have one of them there, he's happy. Now, that's meant only been able to play two of our three best midfielders at any one point, but it is something that's working very, very well. And if we can get good production out of the right-sided role for the remaining 20 games or whatever there's going to be this season across all competitions, then that balancing act works. I do think there will be a game, or maybe two, where Klopp will go with the three of them for 65 and then look to make a change, bring on Henderson, bring on Jones, etc. But Naby's had an outstanding season. He has been, I would say, our best midfielder this season, even ahead of Fabinho. I think Naby, in terms of performance level, has been better. Fab's been incredible, don't get me wrong. But I think this is a great season for Naby. Now, he's 27. So he is just in his prime. And I was thinking, you know, a lot of people have written him off. You'll find a lot of idiots on social media that say he's been a flop. And, I mean, he hasn't lived up to expectation, there's no doubt. But a lot of that expectation was, was based on people not knowing what he was as a player. I think people saw a small black guy and thought he was in Colo Kante. Uh, you could certainly watch some YouTube compilations and come away thinking this guy is basically the next N'Golo Kante, but that's not what he is. There's also the fact of we waited an entire year for him and he was given the number eight jersey. And that number eight jersey obviously means an awful lot because of who wore it before him. So that kind of expectation, I genuinely don't think anybody could have lived up lived up to it. People not having a clear vision of what he was as a player, waiting the entire year to get him, and then the fact he was given the number eight. I think if we'd signed a 23-year-old Gerard, he would have struggled to live up to that weight of expectation especially moving to a foreign country, language he didn't understand, didn't really know anybody, only really had Sadio to lean on. And Sadio, by his own admittance, is not someone that spends an enormous amount of time with any of his teammates. Sadio prefers to live a very quiet life. So I think it was very, very difficult for Naby. And then you start to factor in the injuries. And that first injury he got, the first really bad one away to Barcelona, when he was, when he, remember, Jordan Henderson was dropped for that game because Naby had taken his place in the team. Naby had worked his way into the starting 11 and was playing really well. And him and Fabinho were really starting to establish a rhythm in midfield together. And then he gets that awful injury because of the Rakitic tackle, which should have been a red card, we should point out. Um, And all of a sudden, 
it's been one setback after another for, for the boy. But now we're starting to see a really high level from him every single week. He's been eight out of 10 in each of his last six, seven performances. And I think he has to get a new deal. Now, look, if he wants to move on, if he feels like he can go somewhere else and play more and whatever, then fair enough. But I don't think he, I don't think he wants to go. I think he's happy. And I think if we can keep Naby fit the way we have and Thiago fit the way we have mostly and rotate the two of them, that's a really, really special level you have in that one position, in that left-sided midfield role. I mean, the guy came into a, into a cup final with 10 minutes' notice and was absolutely phenomenal. Just completely took N'Golo Kante out of the game and did it like it was nothing. It was absolutely phenomenal on the day. And when he went off, we lost control in midfield. That wasn't a coincidence. That was because he wasn't there. And I think what we're going to have to strongly consider giving him a, a quality new contract. I think it's something that has to happen because he's too valuable to let go. And he's really starting to show his value now. You know, when he went off to AFCON, and obviously we all expect the worst whenever he goes off to play for Giddy. He's come back, no issues, no injuries, and been great again. And he seems very popular in the squad, and it's notable that Van Dyke in particular has singled him out for praise multiple times, especially after the cup final. Van Dyke kept saying it, Naby Keita, Naby Keita. And he scored a, some absolute worldies this season as well, which is a nice addition to his game, something he did when he was at Salzburg, when he was at Leipzig. We'd obviously like him to have played more, but when you look at what he's actually done, and Klopp said it himself, he's played 100 games now, and at least 80 of them have been very good games. And that's the thing that gets forgotten is that the vast majority of Naby's performances have been very good games. The ones where he hasn't been good stand out because they're so drastically different to what he normally puts forward. He's also been a scapegoat a couple of times. You know, the performance away to Real Madrid, he was by no means the worst of the midfielders. People tried to blame him for their first goal when we had two midfielders closer to Tony Cruz than him. But he's the one that presses, so he was apparently meant to charge out of position. Atletico Madrid away. Yes, he's poor on one of the goals, but on the other one, where Joe Felix beats him 1v1, that happens. Joe Felix beats most people 1v1. The issues came after that. Naby had scored an absolute worldie in that game. An absolute stunner of a goal. You know, his goal against Palace is one of the goals of the season. And his goal against Spurs, against United rather, at Old Trafford, was one of our better team goals this season. 
People got really excited because, you know, the three seasons before we signed him, he got 14, 8, and 9. And people thought, right, we're going to get basically N'Golo Kante, but 10 goals a season on top of that. And he hasn't lived up to that. But that's not the player he is, not the player he was ever going to be. So if you find that you're disappointed with Naby, it's largely because your perception of him was wrong and you had unrealistic expectations that no player could have lived up to. And it's fair. It's fair for you to have those. We waited an entire year with only, you know, clips and YouTube. Unless you were watching Leipzig every single week, you were getting clips, YouTube videos, and, you know, and hype. That's that's basically what it was. Then he gets given Gerard's jersey. But I think when you start to look back, the first season he was good, and he was he'd become a first-choice starter. Klopp didn't buy him to sit on the bench. Klopp bought him to start. He'd become a starter and was playing really well. The title-winning season, yeah, fair enough. He was largely just a squad player. Last season was largely just about getting him fit again and getting him past all the injuries. And this season is his best year for us, and he's been excellent. And he's only 27. So he could play another four years for us and only be 21, or be 31 rather. And if he plays another four years like this one, will you still be disappointed? I can't see that you could be. I really can't see that you could be. Right now we've got Thiago, 31 years of age, one of the best controlling midfielders in the world. And Naby basically, I suppose, as his, his direct backup slash, you know, alternative option, 27, both playing really well. As Thiago ages out in two years, Naby will be 29. And if we can then find someone else to come along behind that, to again platoon there with Naby so that he's not having to play every single game. He is only playing, you know, maybe 19 of the Premier League games with the other person getting the other 19. That's the ideal circumstance. I think Klopp might like it to be Curtis Jones, but I don't think it will be long-term. I don't think Curtis is suited to that position. I've said that before. I think Curtis is much more suited to the right-sided role and his best performances this season have come in the right-sided role. Um. But yeah, today I just wanted to talk about Naby and, and why I think he needs to get this contract. He's been really good this season. We look a better team with him or Thiago on the pitch and it can't always be Thiago because of his injury problems. So if it's not him, you want Naby there. We haven't lost a Premier League game this season when Naby or Thiago have played there. We've been phenomenally good when it's either of them once it's Fabinho plus one of them we win games simple as that we win games as long as we have one of them in that left-sided role we're in really good shape and that's why I think you have to do the extension and the great thing is having this platoon situation where they play half the games each could extend Thiago another year or two beyond so we might be able to keep him that little bit longer because the way he plays is not going to decline he's so intelligent he's so far ahead of everybody else in terms of how he sees the game that he'll easily play till 35 36 it's just going to be about 
managing his fitness. And Naby is the perfect alternative to allow that to happen. Give Naby Kane a new contract. That's all I have to say. Uh, like, let's jump around the main Liverpool sites. Uh, Klopp has given a press conference. Six key things from Jurgen Klopp's press conference put together by Joanna Durkin on This Is Anfield. Uh, Salah looks likely to play. Uh, Costa Simicus and James Milner are out with illness, but Ibu is back, Bobby is back, and Salah is back. So we are in very, very good shape. Uh, <laughs> Klopp was asked about Rami Abbas Issa's uh, tweet with the emoji- emojis, and Klopp was asked about it. He said, I'm not on Twitter. Another good reason for that. He's in a good mood, but I spoke about that and actually I shouldn't have. It is like it is, but you got me in a trap. All of a sudden I created headlines and the last thing I want to do is create headlines. Uh, Klopp says he watched Manchester City. Notably, he says he watched it for 65 minutes, analysing reasons, to be honest. And then he turned it off. What else happened in 65 minutes? Michael Elise went off. Now, I'm not saying, but I am saying, He's got a 35 million buyout clause, apparently. So, you know. Uh, Klopp wants Liverpool to be as annoying as possible across the back half of the season. I can get on board with that. He said that every game from here on is a final, basically. Final after final after final. And that's got to be the approach because there is something historic in the offing if we continue to do that. Uh, Klopp has spoken of his love of Joel Matip, said he was a little bit surprised that Matip won Player of the Month, which I I think is right. It was probably Joel's worst month. But as Klopp said, it was his most obvious form because he got a goal and an assist, but he certainly wasn't anywhere close to his best. He was much better earlier in the season. He's been great the last two games, it should be pointed out. Another assist, obviously, at the weekend. But yeah, Joel getting Player of the Month. Uh, we'll all be happy for Joel. A uh, couple of other pieces there. It confirms that Salah's back. Uh, Arsenal fans are soiling themselves on social media because of the prospect of Luis Diaz versus Cedric. Uh, let's see. Bernardo Silva goads Liverpool again. He said that they'd rather be where they are than where we are and that we have to go to their stadium. But your stadium is empty, bud, so I don't know what you'd be too worried about. Um Nathaniel Klein, ex-Red, of course, really good performance last night for Palace. Really, really good. Like, put Jack Grealish in his pocket kind of good. Very, very impressive from Nat. Nice to see the ex-Reds starting to chip in. And if more of them can do a bit of that, we'd greatly appreciate it. Connor Cody, obviously, with the big goal against the Blues at the weekend. And if he could get another big goal against City, it would make him, you know... Basically, one of the legends who did something for us while not at the club. That would work really well. Uh, Pep Guardiola accidentally let slip that Liverpool have a title edge and Raheem Sterling knows that I can't be I can't be getting myself too excited about these things. Sadio Mane knows ideal Mohamed Salah's successor at Liverpool as FSG faced £92 million dilemma. Uh, this seems like it's going to be very silly. 
Killing Mbappe. Jesus wept. Um, Liverpool told 15-week deadline for 42 million Barcelona transfer as Mohamed Salah sends a new message. This is once again about Gavi. Uh, Liverpool could be set for a close look at Mohamed Salah backup, who is available on a free transfer. That's a Shakhtar Donetsk jersey, so therefore he's not available on a free transfer. But this is, I am assuming, Tete, yeah. Yeah. He's not available on a free transfer. He is available to sign for a club on a short-term deal, but he's not available on a free transfer. Uh, Liverpool can inch closer to Mohamed Salah transfer air by exacting major Champions League blow, and this would be Bakayo Saka, who I do think we would all love to see at Liverpool. Liverpool can still hijack Man United transfer plan to secure perfect Fabinho cover for free. This is Bubakar Kamara. Uh, I've been talking with him for about three years. I would very much be in favour of Bubakar Kamara coming to Liverpool as the backup to Fab. Can also play both fullback spots and is naturally a centre-back. But Vias Boas a couple of years ago moved him into midfield and he's been excellent. On AnfieldIndex.com, there's a couple of new articles. One entitled The Salah Ultimatum, written by Stephen Smith. So get on that one. Uh, there's a piece put together on some of the best bits of under pressure and some of their analysis by Danny Rhodes. Check that one out. There is the latest under pressure podcast. Dan Kennett, Cy Brundish and Phil Barker. Make sure you give it a listen. Talking about Inter in the second leg in Brighton. They talked about the rotation, the midfield roles and balance, about Naby and about Luis Diaz. There is the new Mulby on the spot. Trev and Jan having a good old chat about Inter and Brighton. There's a rival recon. Harry Setti joined by Fasil Khan to discuss the game against Arsenal. And there is the latest AI scouted, which should be out by the time you hear this. Uh, myself and Carl did a bit of a deep dive into Arsenal and what we make of them sort of back to front and the manager and their future and et cetera, et cetera. So it's quite a good one. Give that a listen. And that's it. That is me for today, folks. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.